the bible says that where two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst of them father we thank you for honoring us with the gift of your presence lord oh god in heaven have your way in this place let your name be glorified and let everyone be blessed and the name of the lord be exalted holy ghost i ask that you will speak through my lips let the hearers be blessed and the name of jesus be glorified in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen amen praise the name of the lord let's open our bibles to the book of first corinthians chapter 15 first corinthians 15 we are reading from verses 1 to 10 first corinthians chapter 15 from verses 1 to 10 moreover brethren i declare to you the gospel which i preached to you which also you received in which you stand by which also you are saved if you hold fast the word which i preached to you unless you believed in vain for i delivered to you first of all that which i also received that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he rose again and on the third day according to the scriptures that he was seen by cephas then by the twelve after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain to the present but to some have fallen asleep after he was seen by james then by all the apostles then all of all he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time for i am the least of the apostles whom I, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church and the verse 10 it says but by the grace of god i am what i am by his grace towards me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me hallelujah may the lord bless the reading of his word in jesus mighty name amen amen for the sake of introduction the theme for our month this month is um grace for exploits hallelujah grace for exploits thank you and so the title of my sermon this morning is on the wings of grace hallelujah on the wings of grace and i'll just start this conversation by really trying to convey something that is very strong on my heart the reality of it is that you cannot even start the conversation of grace without understanding how we relate to our fulfillment of destiny praise the name of the lord in other words the subject of the grace of god is so relevant for the fulfillment of destiny because just like paul said he said that what i am what i am by the grace of god hallelujah in other words the destiny of a man or woman or any individual is not only evaluated based on what you accomplished in your lifetime praise the name of the lord i'll say it again your destiny at the end of all is said and done when we are standing before the face of the master we are not evaluated alone based on what we accomplished in our lifetime but more so we are evaluated based on the capacity and the potential that god had put within us for us to accomplish in our lifetime am i making sense 
Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 25, it's a very popular scripture that you and I are accustomed with, talking about the power of the talents. The Bible said that a man was going to a far country and he gave to his servants. One he gave five, one he gave three, and one he gave one. And when the master returned, it was not based only on what they invested in it, but it was according to what was given. Am I making sense? So in other words, many a times in life, we celebrate the remarkable achievements people have made. But you see, you can only establish if they have done well, if you have a good understanding of what they have been given to accomplish. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, just to make it even clearer, you know, for us, for many of us who um, work in corporate establishments, um, I believe sometimes at the end of every quarter or end of every half year or annually we have what we call performance evaluation praise the name of the lord and you see your employer will evaluate your performance not just based on what you did but on account of the resources that were given to you praise the name of the lord so for example if you called me to be a lab scientist for example and i come into the lab on my very first day of the job and you have not given me equipment to work at the end of the period of that employment or by performance review, whenever that time comes, you will be unjust to judge my abilities and my performance based on what I did, not taking into account what was available for me to work with. Am I making sense? So even in my place of work, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to oversee the HR function. And some manager will come to me and say, you know what, I need to sack this guy. And I'm like, okay, fine. What has he done? And he will tell me, oh, he has done this, he has done that. And, and the very first question I ask is, when this person started this role, did you communicate clearly what they are expected to accomplish? Did you provide the necessary training needed for them to do well on their job? Because you would only be judged or their performance will be judged on account of the training, the resources that was given. Only then are you able to say, this person is not fit for this purpose. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But the reality of it is what the same principle applies in the kingdom of God. In the sense that you understand that the tool needed for you and I to fulfill destiny. If indeed we are going to accomplish life according to how God has designed it. The most relevant tool that you and I would need is not gold but what? The grace of God. Because many a times we believe that, oh, if I was to ask you, what do you need to fulfill purpose? I can bet you that at least 80% of us here will say money. Praise God. But you see, money without grace is what? A waste. Hallelujah. Many times you will say, oh, I need connection. You see, connection without grace is what? A waste. So you understand that what you need most in your life is what the grace of god hallelujah and so john was writing according to john apostle john in the book of john chapter 1 verse 16 the amplified version it says for out of the fullness the abundance we have what received and we all had a share and we were all supplied with with what one grace after another and the spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. Hallelujah. 
talking the fact that when God is judging you, the judgment that is going to be made to you and I, first and foremost, will be according to what was given, according to the potential that was deposited, resident within you and I, to accomplish God's design for us. And so for that reason, when you are praying, one of the things you must be asking God is that what? Lord, I need grace. Because you see, it is not about running. It's about what? Running absolutely well. Look at what the Bible says here. You know, someone said that, you know, nothing can be done aright without grace. Hallelujah. In other words, oftentimes I've said it here that life was never designed for you to live it outside God. Praise the name of the Lord. And the only relevance for this is because that without God, you and I are nothing. Praise God. Without God, there is nothing that you and I are able to accomplish. And so to live life outside the realms of grace is to live in perpetual frustration and error. Praise God. You know, I once heard a man of God say that it is the grace of God that will color my efforts and it will cover my errors. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you know, like the testimony we heard today, if we were to judge based on human permutations, she didn't deserve the job. Hallelujah. Because after all, you will say that what she wasn't fully prepared. But thank God that man is not God. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you are going to accomplish destiny, if you are going to fulfill life according to what God has assigned you to do, then you and I need the grace of God. We need grace. Because it's not about me doing well in life. For a good example, say for instance, it's in God's design that I will plant, for example, 20,000 churches. And I only do just two. Now, when Swansea here, they'll say, oh, what a fantastic man of God. But to God, and I'm absolute failure. Praise God. Because you see, many at times we are deceived by the accolades of men. And this is why you must be focused on the grace of God at every single day. Because you see, the grace of God is in levels. The grace of yesterday is what? God, I need grace for today. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Billy Graham will say that what that the will of God will never take us to where the grace of God cannot sustain us. Because the beauty of it is again is that I cannot overemphasize it. You and I need the grace of God. Now look at the dangers of living without grace. Now, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11, you know, Solomon was a man who lived a very interesting life. The Bible said that at the beginning of his life, Solomon loved the Lord and he gave a thousand burnt offerings unto the Lord. And by reason of these thousand burnt offerings, the Bible said that at some point in time, God visited Solomon and said that by the reason of what you have done for me, ask what you would need. And Solomon said, you know what? I don't need money. I don't need you to kill my enemies. All I need of you is what? Wisdom. But you see, at some point in time, you will expect that Solomon would have ended well so to speak hallelujah but you see he began to act against the wisdom that he had received why because at that point in time he left god out of the equation praise the name of the lord and so when he was writing the book of ecclesiastes ecclesiastes is more or less like a valedictory note that's why you will see in ecclesiastes he will say that what after all these things i've seen that what vanity upon vanity all is what vanity this was the tail end of his life and so here he was saying it in the 9 verse 11 he says i realize another thing that in this world fast runners do not always win the race praise god and the brave do not always win the battle the wise do not always earn a living intelligent people 
do not always get rich and capable people do not always rise to high positions it says what bad luck happens to everyone that's the good news translation but now look at how he says it in the new living or the living bible he says again i looked throughout the whole earth and i saw that the swiftest person does not always win the race nor the strongest man the battle and that wise men are often poor praise god and skillful men are not necessarily famous but it is all by chance by happening to be at the right place at the right time you see many a time people are often deceived that what i am today and what i will be tomorrow is as a result of my beauty or based on the people that i know or as a result of my intellect you see i want to believe that many of us will identify that when we were in school the most brilliant people when you reach out to them today not many of them have jobs praise god and so you understand you begin to ask yourself but god this life is not really balanced praise god how many people have you seen that this lady is extremely pretty that at the sight of her every man should be truly but yes she's very single praise god and yet there are people you see that on no account should anybody look near you praise god but yet they are not just married but they are what happily married praise god and so you understand that this is life praise god this is what life and the bible says that what that what time and chance happened to them all now who is the custodian of time and chance hallelujah the bible says in the book of daniel that i know that god is the one who changes times and seasons that what he takes down one and he pulls up another praise the name of the lord and so when you have this understanding then you begin to appreciate the relevance of you needing god in the fulfillment of destiny because you see if you live life without god you see many a times people have this understanding oh i'm self-made let me see how far you would go praise god because you see you can know people but people will disappoint you know just to share a story just to a sidetrack i remember when i was in nigeria then i was working in a bank i don't want to mention the name for for the sake of being professional you know i'm working in the bank and this bank i was frustrated i was highly frustrated you know my boss was making the place uncomfortable for me and i just wanted to leave and so i told one of my uncles who is very affluent you know he's a director of banks in nigeria and so he took me by hand and took me to the md this other bank praise god as a matter of fact we exchanged numbers he said see me on monday morning and so I went to work on Monday with this confidence that, you know what? Bye-bye, all of you. Praise God. Lunchtime, I went to the head office. You know, I got there. I said, I wanted to see this man. I almost mentioned his name just now. You know, I wanted to see this man. And they took me to his office. said, you know, Bolaji, you know, take this guy's CV. Don't worry, his name is not Bolaji, so you won't know. Anybody can be Bolaji. Praise God. And, and he said, Bolaji, you know, take his CV and everything. And so this full assurance... When I got to work after my lunch, you know, my boss was still, I was like, anyway. But guess what? Till today, I've not received even an email to acknowledge that I came to his office. Praise God. You see, that is to make you understand that if you put confidence in people, the Bible said that indeed, fame is one who puts his trust in the arm of flesh. 
Because the arm of flesh, he didn't say sometimes it will fail. He said it will surely fail. He said some trust in horses and chariots, but my trust will be on the Lord. And so you understand that when it comes to the subject of fulfilling destiny, this is why you need the grace of God. Because there are places that you cannot get to. There are rooms that your name, that you can't even defend yourself. But it's the grace of God speaking for you. You know, I was showing my wife a video. I don't know why I'm digressing, but just to highlight the essence of grace. You know, um, I was speaking, my mom sent a video to our WhatsApp group. This a cousin of mine, her and her husband, on their way to the airport somewhere in Nigeria were accosted by kidnappers. They killed the, the, the security detail, the driver, everything, and took the boat of them. Okay? And so, when they got there, to the den of the thieves or whatever it is, and the guy said that, and they were saying, shoot him. And the guy was saying, I can't shoot him. That for some reason, there is this, in Igbo, they say, like, you know, like, it's, 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 I'm having shivers, like goosebumps. I can't shoot this guy. And so they took him to their chief priest. Now, many of them, behind it but this is real life because this is not fictitious you know these things happen in real life and so they took him to the chief priest and the chief priest said you can't kill this one he said because the grace upon his life is too much praise the name of the lord that this guy is always helping the poor and the needy you cannot kill this one praise god and so you understand that there are places where only the grace of god can defend you because there's no amount of english you want to speak Praise the name of the Lord. Because, and the guy said that someone next to him, they told him, shift, and he shot the person dead. Praise God. And so you understand that in this life, I say it again, it is dangerous to, you know, it is dangerous to live outside the grace of God. It is, I can highlight so many stories, praise God, of what the grace of God can do. I remember when my dad was ill. And my dad was doing very well in business, you know, everything was fantastic. And my brother was starting off in medical school. So my dad got ill. These are the dangers of business owners and everything, but that's a different story altogether anyway. But as his health was going down, so also was the business going down. Praise God. And now my brother was in the U.S. And so, well-meaning family members began to make certain suggestions. You know, you're putting so much pressure on your parents. Why don't you find an American lady and just, you know, get it. You get your papers and then you will be, state funding will be available for you and life will just progress easily. And so my brother called me. And so I told him, I said, you know where you are today? Nobody brought you there but God. I said, the day that, I'm not saying don't get married, but I want you to marry, not because of what you can gain, but let it be that you love this particular lady. Because I said, the day you try this, right, you have only told God, I thank you for how far you have brought me, but from this place now, I got it, I can take care of myself. Praise God, I can take care of myself. And the truth is, it's too risky to try it. It is too risky, particularly for those who have tasted, you know, other people can try it because they have, they have not yet tasted God. 
But for you who have tasted the mercy of God, it is dangerous to live outside the mercy of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when Solomon was saying that, you know what, that time and chance happened to them all, it is a reality of life. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for that reason, Paul was writing to the church in, in Corinthians. And he was telling them a very, very interesting thing because he was telling them the secret of behind all that he's doing in his life. The Bible says here that Paul was writing and he said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he says that his grace towards me was not in vain. In other words, it is possible for you and I to be engraced and yet waste it. Praise God. It is possible for you and I. We all have grace because the Bible said that out of the fullness of God, we have all what received what? Grace for grace. Or grace upon grace. Praise the name of the Lord. And Paul here was saying that, but despite this my grace, he says, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet, it's not me. Praise God. But what? The grace of God, which was me, which was with me. My brother and my sister, the beauty of it is everybody wants to go far in life. But I'm yet to see anybody who went far without the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'm yet to see anybody who went far without the grace of God. And so we begin to look at what then? Why would Paul even say all this? Let's look at Paul's accomplishments for, for a second. Because if you understand the context of who Paul was, then you begin to identify with why you need grace. Paul was saying in that same passage, in the verse 9, he says, For I am the least of all the apostles. I am the least. When it comes to qualification of those who were rubbing shoulders with Jesus, when he was raising Lord, they were there. So when it comes to inner carcass, Praise God. You know, because human beings, we love to identify with people so much. I can bet you, if I am the prime minister tomorrow, many of you will share my picture. Praise God. And say, oh, that's my pastor. You know, he was... But but you see, and all of a sudden, you begin to differentiate yourself from the rest. After all, have you spent time with him? Praise God. That's the nature. It's human nature. Hallelujah. Success has no enemies. Praise God. And so this, so when it comes to these apostles, Paul was not even there. Praise God. And so when he was saying, I am the least of all the apostles. Now, when you consider all these apostles, Judas had died. They had done an election. They elected even the least again, because, you know, last thing first out. The last apostle that came, even Paul was not even in their level. Praise God. But yet, when you look at the accomplishments of Paul, even these disciples that we mentioned of, not even some of them didn't even write any book. Praise God. Because in the New Testament, you understand that there are 27 books of the Bible. Praise God. And there are only 8 authors of that Bible. Praise God. But of these 8, Paul wrote 14. One person. He was never there. He was never with Christ physically. So everything he wrote, he wrote it based on what? Revelation. And so when he was saying that, you know, out of the abundance of revelation that was given to me, then you understand the degree that this man was walking in. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the truth is, when you hear new creation realities in the body of Christ today, it is based on the Pauline revelation. 
that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. And so you understand the depth that this man was walking in. But yet he's telling us that the secret behind all these things, it is not me. It is not me. It is only what? The grace of God. Hallelujah. It is only but the grace of God. And so for the sake of time, we begin to look at then, what then do we call this grace? Hallelujah. What do we call this grace? By popular definition, you know, sometimes when you tell somebody, oh, will I see you next week? Oh, by the grace of God. Particularly church members. I, I remember then, before pandemic, we used to have Bible study here physically. And I say, oh, will I see you on Wednesday? By the grace of God. And you see, when they tell you the grace of God, they are only telling you the grace of God so that if you don't see me that day, that means the grace was not there. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But you see, that is not the nature of grace. Because when grace is there, you have the ability to perform. Hallelujah. And so here, we see that there are many definitions of grace. And they are all correct. And for many of us, we say grace is when God gives us good things that we don't deserve. That's the reality of grace. Because the Bible said that what? Grace is a gift. Praise the name of the Lord. The grace is a gift. We know that grace is also what? Unmerited favor. I did nothing to get it. The Bible said that even while we were yet still sinners, Christ died. He loved me first before I even loved him. Praise God. So that's to show you the extent of God's love. You know, Austin will say that, you know what? Grace is when God is involved in your own race. Praise the name of the Lord. All these definitions are all correct. Praise God. But we understand that grace are in two dimensions. Because in the context of our team of the month, when we begin to look at what it means for grace for exploits, then we begin to understand what we're talking about. There are two dimensions of grace. And the first one that there is saving grace. Praise God. It's available to all. Anybody who is willing. The Bible said in Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says that for it is by grace of God that we are saved. Hallelujah. It's the grace of God that you and I are saved. But aside from this saving grace, because in the, in the context of the saving grace, this saving grace has an expiry date. Praise God. And so for many of us who are here that perhaps you are yet to be saved, and you're saying, oh, you know what? Don't worry, I'll be saved at a later date. You know, when I was in secondary school, I taught foolish things. Praise God. You know, so don't judge me. You know, Paul will say, when I was a child, I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away what? Childish things. And so now in secondary school, you know, met my friend then. Again, I don't want to mention his name. Okay. And so now this is my friend, you know, we're just talking, ah, man. Ah. When we enter university, we will toast babes, oh, we will toast babes. And you know, then when we are now old and gray, we will now give our life to Christ and just die. Praise God. That was the understanding then. Praise the name of the Lord. But you understand that this saving grace of God has an expiry date. I'm saying it because there are some of us here who are not saved. Praise God. And don't expect that this grace will be here forever. Because the moment the trumpet sounds, or the moment you happen to depart from this earth, that is the end of it. That's why sometimes, you know, when we're in secondary school or university, they'll say, oh, give us a time of grace. Praise God. Because grace, you identify it with, you know what? An additional time, extra time, so that you can accomplish certain things. Praise God. But the saving grace of God what, has an expiry date. And so perhaps you are yet to make Christ another Savior. Perhaps you are in the right place. Praise God. But also there's a dimension of the enabling grace of God. 
Hallelujah. And this is what we're talking about this month. Because the truth is that what if you and I are going to do anything remarkable for God, because the reality of it is the destiny of every believer, the destiny of every Christian, regardless of your background, regardless of your mistakes or whatever it is, there is something great inside of you. Praise God. That you are still here means that there's an assignment for you to do. I want you to have that in your consciousness. Regardless of what may have happened in your past or where you came from, or like you're like Gideon saying, I'm the least in my father's house, the least prepared, all of these things. Whether you like it or not, so long as there's still breath in your lungs, there is a need for you here. Because just like in every employment, if I don't need you, I suck you. Praise God. And so here on earth, if God has no need for you and I again, we will not be here. Is the reality of the life that we are living. Praise the name of the Lord. And so here, the enabling grace of God, Paul was trying to give us that understanding when he was saying that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Praise God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And so what then will I regard as the grace of God? And I said that the grace of God is the unseen hand in the life of any man or woman, enabling them to accomplish whatever God has ordained them to do. That hand is there, but you cannot see it. Praise the name of the Lord. Because there are certain things that you will do. I like that message song so much. She says, you know what? You make the little things that I do seem like big things. Because even you yourself, when you evaluate your strengths, in line with the results of what you are seeing, you can actually tell yourself the truth. This is not me. Praise the name of the Lord. This is not me. It can only be what? The grace of God. I am what I am, only but by the grace of God. And when we have this understanding, only then are you and I now able to apply ourselves effectively for us to fulfill God's plan for you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, because for us in church, every Sunday we pray a very popular scripture. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. Paul was saying that what? And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Hallelujah. But you see, when you understand the essence of that grace, then there is a different approach you look at life. Hallelujah. And so you understand that even as I end, is that what? The equation for, for us to live a fulfilled life are in three categories. And it's talking about the Godhead here. Number one, you need the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Christ obtained that grace for you and I. The Bible says that out of the fullness, out of his fullness, you and I have received what? Grace for grace. And so therefore be encouraged. Whatever it is that God has given you a dream, an ambition for you to do, the Bible says that what? Out of the fullness of God, he has given us what? Grace for grace. That enablement for you to do it is already available. Hallelujah. And the number two thing is that what? We must understand the love of God. Because the reason why you and I are here is that what? God so loved you and I that on account of our inadequacies and insecurities, the Bible said that what? Jesus came and he died. But also we must understand that we must maintain fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because when these three key things are in place, my brother and my sister, there is no limit to what you can accomplish. Praise God. And at the end of the day, 
when God is evaluating Banner, it will not just be based on what we did, but for us to be fully utilizing the grace that has been available for you and I. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. If indeed you believe that this message has blessed you, why don't you begin to bow down your head and pray? Because the Bible said that indeed, that after having preached the gospel, I myself will not be a castaway. Trying to give us an understanding that for every time you are under the influence of God's word, because you have heard the truth, you would be evaluated based on the truth that you have heard. And therefore begin to ask the Lord this afternoon, that Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help, O oh God. That Lord, you will send me help. That Lord, you will enable me to accomplish everything that you have deposited in my life. That above all, my life would please you and glorify you. Hallelujah. Perhaps you are even here and you are yet to give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. You are here to give your life to Jesus. Perhaps you are watching me online or you are here. The reality of it is that the Bible said that his ear is not too dull to hear, nor his hands too short to save. But all that he requests for us to partake of this salvation is that you are now a heed to this invitation. And Jesus is saying to you this afternoon, come. He says, come. He says, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so perhaps you want to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. Why don't you say with me and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And on the third, you died for my sins. And on the third day, you rose again. I ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. Grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Jesus, mighty and matchless name. Amen. Gracious Father in heaven, I thank you for everyone who has heard your word. The Bible said that the entrance of your word bringeth light, and that word and that light giveth understanding. Lord, I pray that everyone who has received your word, O God in heaven, will be transformed by the power of your word, and that, Lord, you would preserve this word in their hearts, O God in heaven, that even up until your coming, O God in heaven, none of us will miss eternity with you that your name be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, most holy God in heaven, for in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen.